Why do we do what we do? Who's we? What are you talking about, Dylan? Welcome back. We continue here on the farming show. KGMI News Talk 790 talking about issues that are important to farming in Whatcom and Skagit counties and around northwest Washington. Where you might be aware, we, we do farming a little bit differently here. Not entirely differently, but you know, there's just some unique things about, you know, the crops we have here, the weather we have here, the kind of markets and the people and the proximity to the big city and all the busyness that that forces and all these kinds of things. That's that's why we have this show, because there's no other way. I mean, you can't just plug in some kind of national farm show in this slot and have it really hit the nail on the head as far as what's going on here in our community and what's happening with farming. Um, you may recall, I, I, for a long time, was a host there on KGMI with a, a daily morning show. I don't do that anymore because I went to work for farming advocacy with a group called Save family farming but i continued this show because if i'm doing farming advocacy for a group called save family farming why wouldn't i continue the farming show (laughs) it all kind of works together so well so really i'm actually doing the show for my other job now but it's still on kgmi where my old job was kind of everything works together really well but people ask well okay you work for save family farming what what does that mean and what in the heck, Dylan, do you actually do now? And and I, you know, every day is different for me. There's always stuff going on. Really, a lot of the things that I do aren't that different from being in the, the newsroom at the radio station. And, and by the way, broadcasting from Linden here this morning. Uh, McAvoy Oil, our sponsor, Laurel Farm and Western Supply, Farmers Equipment Company as well, all sponsoring this program, making it possible for us to have this hour to talk about uh, important uh, farming issues uh, here on KGMI. Um Every day is different. Lots of stuff going on, and a lot of it, a lot of it is bridging this gap between urban folks, which are what like ninety eight, ninety nine percent of the American population, and well, no, no, no. I, I, I guess I should roll that back. Farming folks versus everybody else. That would be the split there. Uh, maybe a few more because there are people certainly who live in rural areas but aren't in farming. So, and maybe my 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 math is a little off there. But obviously, the majority of the American population lives in the city. It does not live in a rural area. Is not aware of or around farming activities. Most of their regular life, their average day doesn't encounter farming. Doesn't mean they don't know anything about it but they aren't directly tied to it day-to-day. Joining me right now is a guy who is tied to it day-to-day, including right now, 24-7. He's living the dairy farmer life. Uh, Harmony Dairy down in Skagit County, Jason Vanderkoy. He's one of our board members, one of the the folks in leadership uh, for Save Family Farming. Uh, Jason, thanks for being here on the program. And, you know, I got to be nice because basically you're kind of like one of my bosses, right? Because you're you're a board member, and, and I work for a nonprofit now, so I got to answer to you guys, right? Well, you're doing all right, Dylan. Okay, I really, well, so, okay. I really appreciate all the stuff you do. Well, I, I'm I'm yeah. trying to, you know, trying to do the right thing here. <laughs> no, no I appreciate, you're doing fine, and I appreciate the freedom that you guys, uh, as a board, give me to to use the things that I know how to do, which is, you know, talk on the radio here, or write press releases, or do social media, put stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter for, for people to see what's going on, uh, let them know what's really happening out here in farm country. Um, so I appreciate the flexibility. 
ability you guys give me to be able to do that. And I'm trying to do that almost 24-7 too because I know that's what the farmers are doing. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do to to make sure that the, the general public, again, that's not really connected to farming, knows what is going on, what's important to farming. Why is this a big deal? Because more and more people not knowing what's going on in the farming world are getting skeptical of farming because they don't understand the practices and how things work. They're disconnected from it. And only if they would understand, they might under, they might view things differently. They might shop differently. They might consume food differently. We, we think this is really important for our culture, for our country, our economy, um, our whole American society, Western society, for, for the world, really. Um, Jason, why do we do what we do, though, as far as communicating to the public a lot of people ask me well there aren't there a lot of farm groups out there farm advocacy groups if that's what you call it why save family farming well i think you need to go back in history you know most people you know they had an aunt and uncle they had a father and mother that was farming and they were able to go visit the farm and because they had family members that farmed but today it's a different story i mean we're one or two percent of the population so to have somebody, you know, they're two, three generations now removed from farming. So they don't have that personal connection to farms. And I think it's, um, and we've kind of got sidetracked and I think we need, we got ground to catch up on. We need to, you know, get back to, you know, explain to the public, you know, how we farm, why we farm, you know, our practices. And, okay, um, but to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. And obviously, Jason and I work together on these issues a lot. We're, we're, we see very much eye to eye on what we're doing here. But I, I'm just asking these questions to help explain. I, th I thought it was important this morning to, to talk about why we do what we do. Why is it so important what the public thinks? I mean, can't people just go to the grocery store, get their food? Why do they need to know? Again, devil's advocate here. Why do they need to know how a farm works in this day and age with modern technology, modern practices, still family farms, but function differently? Why does that person in Seattle even need to know that? You know, the farmer, he doesn't want to see anybody go hungry. So we've been given the responsibility of feeding, you know, the population, um, you know, but on the other hand, we need to tell the public, hey, we're doing this with you know we're with responsibility we're producing the best product possible we are putting out the food that we feed our own families we believe it's safe we believe it's um environmentally sound i mean it's but we need to but we, we need to tell the public that i mean we've we've gone astray on that uh, message well we've and that's where the, the breakdown seems to be happening is because those folks in the city who aren't connected to farming no. and farming practices and farming culture and family farming, any of that, they have begun to be skeptical yeah. and, and more and more so all the time. Talk a little bit about what, how do you describe that? I mean, I can list off a lot of ridiculous things that, that people in particularly in cities think. And, and again, not to further drive a wedge between the urban folks and the rural folks and the farming folks, but just to demonstrate the, the disconnect there 
I don't know. I know you're very involved in social media, have been for a long time, and you on your own have been a voice for a long time for what really goes on in farming. How do you see that? How do you generalize this total misunderstanding and then all this skepticism that's come out of it? Uh, people thinking that farmers are, are just trying to, you know, make a quick buck and, and stuff garbage down people's throats via a grocery store, via industrial farms, factory farming, and it's all... It's all how how do you explain to people who don't understand the amount of pressure or criticism? Because I, even within the farming community, I think there are some who don't realize the amount of of skepticism that urban food consumer has for what we do here. Uh, it's very important. We need to tell our story, and we need to tell the real story. We we don't need to sugarcoat it. No, we don't need to tell any fairy tales, but we need to tell our story about how we farm, why we farm, you know, the practices of how we farm and why we do things the way we do things. Um, you know, it's we are there's been a, a big burden placed on farmers to feed population and but to feed them, we got to produce a product that's, you know, safe and nutritious and i think we're doing that but we need to you know we need to put that story out there you know explain to people that have been you know hey come to the farm and see what we're doing don't go to social media don't look at youtube videos come to us um, our farms are open you can drive down our roads and see how we farm and you know and believe that we're producing the best product we can say but pe people and, and again you're on social media a lot pe not everybody thinks that way and a lot of, a lot of no. people don't have the information now what are what are some of the things that you're hearing out there what are some of the accusations that people have about uh, farmers you know it's like uh you know pesticides we don't care we just spray pesticides just because we can spray pesticides no that's not true you know we're actually going out and doing bug counts and seeing what pests are out there and you know we're fine-tuning everything to keep everything at a minimum um you know animal welfare you know if we don't take care of animals we're not surviving as a dairy farm or a hog farm or a beef farm you know there's you know, we have to be on top of everything um, a lot of a know, lot of this seems to center around people have bought into this false notion that um, using poor farming practices, as in not taking good care of your animals, not safeguarding the environment, not protecting the workers, is somehow uh, a shortcut that farmers are taking to be able to make more money. Isn't that, isn't that kind of how you would generalize? Well, I think the skepticism, I mean, they, they think that these practices are being done so farmers can get rich and, and by, you know, this is, I mean, from our perspective, from the farming perspective, it's crazy, but this is kind of what people think. And I think in some cases, abusing animals or not taking care of animals, right? Or, you know, feeding your animals harmful chemicals or something um, is, is you know, it's, it's terrible for the cows, but it, it causes you to make more money, which couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be farther. Yeah. Than, same with plants, too, it, you know. Um, just, you know, pour the pesticides to them, you know, that's how we're going to get rich. And, and so that's why we don't care about the environment or something like that. This seems to be kind of the, the stereotypical, uh, categorically the, the misperception of, of what farming does. No, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, sure. If I have a short term vision of farming, yeah, maybe that's right. But no, I'm, I mean, I'm 43, you know, I want to farm for many years, so I'm going to do what I can do to keep my farm sustainable. And that is keep my cows healthy, keep my crops healthy, keep my land in good shape. 
and and my ultimate goal is to pass on the next generation um you know you can't do that being short-minded you have to have these long-term you know, this long-term vision of keeping everything in check and um that goes with animal health it goes with crop health it goes with everything uh, yeah and when you're a family farm it's all tied together your family yeah, life yeah. your, your family life your faith your work um everything is all together you uh, you know you live on the farm um nine times out of ten the family's going to live on the farm so they're at work all the time um all parts of the family are involved in the work it's a very holistic thing and and so it has to be approached sustainably but for people who don't understand that they would say, well, Jason, you're just, you know, you're just a special case. You're just one of those remaining few old fashioned type farmers. But most farms have sold out and they're big corporations and they're just trying to make a lot of money. No, that's not true. I mean, I can I know all the farms in my area. I mean, I know the, the people, I know the families, you know, I interact with them on a weekly basis. I mean, these are families. These are people that farmed generation after generation. It's you know, farming's been in our blood, so we continue this on. Um, you know, we take it very personally. Farming's important to us. I mean, I personally, I can look at my own family. We can trace it back to the 1400s. How far back wow. our family has farmed, and it's just been in our blood. And to me, farming is. I mean, I love it, and you know, it's just I can't see myself doing anything else. And I can't see my neck. I can't see the next generation doing anything else but farming. The, the whole thing there that that people don't understand, uh, and and what that means for you and your family is is that's everything. It's not about. I mean, yes, you have to make money to pay the bills and feed your family, yep. and and if yep. you get lucky, you know, you might make enough money where <laughs> some point down the road you could maybe buy a new pickup truck <laughs> or something yep. like that. Yep. Yeah. But beyond that, it's not about the money. It's about the family. And, yeah. and and this is the ideal that a lot of people want to hear about, but they've been lied to by a lot of different noisy voices with ulterior motives, might I add, um, that want to convince people that that doesn't exist anymore for the large part. Oh. And, and, and like you say, there in Skagit County, everybody around you operates the way that you do. It's a family unit that's operating this business and this farm. Same thing up here in Whatcom County, and we have activists even here in our own community throwing these accusations around about industrial farming and, and farmers just being a big faceless company that doesn't care and is out to make lots of money and trample people and the environment and animals and workers all in the process. I look around and say, where? I don't even, and, and maybe elsewhere, maybe in some other part of the country. I mean, we don't speak for the entire nation here, but here in our communities, I'm 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 at a loss to say who are you even talking about? I mean, are you taking? I think in, in some cases people are taking national stories that they don't know the context for. They're taking the worst possible spin on it, and then assuming that's what's happening right here. No, I look at you know in my case, you know, my dad. You know, the thing he wanted was this farm to continue in our family. There's no way. I mean, that was his ultimate goal was to pass it on to the next generation. Just a family, you know, my dad to me, you know, and I would more than love to pass this farm on to my my kids and my brother, who is a partner, you know, to his kids. And that's just, you know, generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And that's and I don't know how to 
re, you know, tell that to the public, but that's that's our goal. Well, and I think just, I, I think people want to believe that. That's that's yeah. the romanticized idea uh, that people have. Urban folks who aren't directly connected with current farming, that's the romantic idea that, that they have in their head. You're doing what they want to see happening, but yeah. they've been told that what is happening isn't actually that. That's where the breakdown is. What they want to be happening is happening. Good things are going on. The food is that they eat is being produced by families who care. And they're producing healthy, quality food that protects the environment and workers and animals and health and safety. Yet they're being told for, well, you know, if you get people scared, you can you can politically do all kinds of stuff with them. And, and that's, you know, people have been told that they need to be scared of their food, that they need to be scared of farms, that the bad things are going on, that it's all about money. And and that's where this story has gotten so twisted. Jason Vanderkoy with us, Harmony Dairy down in Skagit County, talking about why we do what we do as an organization, Save Family Farming, why farming advocacy is needed. Um, I want to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about how we're actually doing all of this, because I think there's some misunderstanding of what Save Family Farming actually is. Again, I asked the question, we didn't really have time to get into it yet, and we do have a timeout here coming in just a moment for news. Um, but, um, you know, well, there's a lot of lot of farming organizations out there. There's Farm Bureau. There's the Dairy Federation. There's the Growers League. There's this group and that group. And, you know, why is another group needed? And I think it's important that we explain what Save Family Farming does that is unique and is desperately needed. And it's not that we want to have a corner in the market. We'd love more people to be doing it as well. Uh, but what we're trying to do differently and, and how we operate. Stay with us. More coming up with Jason Vanderkoy uh, here on, um, on the Farming Show on KGMI uh, here on your Saturday morning. Why I do what I do. It's so important, I think, for family farming to survive in this state and here in our communities where I grew up here in Whatcom County and in, and in Skagit County. What we have here is, is really special. Small farms, family farming, unique and diverse crops and products and animals really cool stuff and we don't want it to go away but it's under an awful lot of pressure right now from a public that doesn't really understand and in a lot of ways as we talked about in the, the first segment the first half uh this morning um what's happening with farming is exactly what a lot of people want to be happening they just don't know that that's actually what's happening on farms they've been told a different story by activist groups, by people with a bone to pick, people with uh, ulterior political motives. is something that they're trying to accomplish uh, on whatever their pet issue is. And, you know, in this day and age, the way to get people to move on stuff and to vote the way that you want them to vote and to, you know, donate to the cause that you want them to donate to is to generate a lot of fear, a lot of outrage, um, a lot of uncertainty and doubt. And those things drive people to, to action. So what they've done is they've created fear uh, and uncertainty, doubt and outrage about farming based on false information about things that simply aren't true about how farming works. Jason Vanderkoy is with us. He's down in Skagit County. I'm up here in, in Whatcom County on this uh, Saturday morning. And he, he's uh, a dairyman down there. 
a partner at uh, Harmony Farms with his brother. It was an operation that uh, his dad originally started, and and his dad before that, and his dad before that, and that, like you said, your your family's been uh, farming at least uh, probably back to the 1400s, if not before. So it runs in your blood. This you're you're you eat, breathe, sleep, family farming. But talk about this organization that we have and, and that I work for now, Save Family Farming. And I'm, I'm talking about this on the show today because I get this question probably more often than anything. Why are you guys doing what you're doing? Aren't there a lot of farming groups out there? What, isn't there the Farm Bureau? You know, uh, isn't there, you name it, there's a ton of farming groups out there that people could probably think of this commission and that commission. And, you know, why, why do we need yet another group? Uh, and I think that's where it's important that we talk about and let people know what we're doing that's different than any of those other groups. How do you put that in a nutshell when people ask you that question? I know, and, and I'll share more kind of some of the answers that I give when people ask me that. But what do you say, Jason? They say, well, you're you're on the board. You know, you're part of the leadership for the Save Family Farming Group. Well, what's that all about? What, what do you guys actually do that's different than anybody else? Well, I mean, you know, times have changed from the past generation. You know, like my, when my dad farmed, it was just, he worked hard and just stayed on the farm, and that was it. But today with social media, you know, times have changed. And we're kind of late to the game, but we need to tell our story. Um, we need to tell the public, you know, how we farm, why we farm. And, you know, just it's it's just a whole different environment now. What's, you know, it's Facebook and Twitter and and um, Snapchat. We just... Um, Instagram, you know, it's it's so easy for the other side to put out false information, and if if we're not continually, you know, looking after that and standing our ground, we're gonna, you know, lose ground. We're gonna fall behind this false information. So it's it's very important, and we never had anything like this, you know, until Safe Family Farming came on the scene. Well, talk about what other groups do first. I mean, there's, they do you know, advocacy, but in kind of a yeah. different realm. It's you you know, usually more about government, right? And, and, yeah, I mean, and leadership groups. You know, you got your lobbyists, you got, you know, different, you know, each group has their different focuses, but nobody was really focused on social media and telling the farming story. Um, these lobby groups, you know, they were, their hands are tied. They could not go out and tell our story, even though they wanted to, but, you know, they could not because of their organization rules or whatever. whatever Oftentimes, the that's, they can't co go out and tell people that, you know, <laughs> others are lying <laughs> about yeah. what's going on. I mean, that's yeah. that's the difficult stuff that we have to do when we have to come out and say, hey, that group out the, over there and they're trying to scare a bunch of people with this information and that information is not true. <laughs> Um, yeah. And that's been a difficult thing for a lot of groups like a Farm Bureau or Dairy Federation to be able to do because of all the relationships they have and the connections that they have and the things that they're trying to accomplish and connecting with legislators and all this sort of stuff, which is important work and has been vital for the farming community and the family farming community for a long time. But that missing piece that you're talking about is this direct connection to the public, communicating to the public at large 
Um, and, and yeah, social media is the big tool that we use now, but traditional media is also pretty important in all this. And, you know, we talk about the rise of social media, but even before that, it was the rise of the 24 seven news cycle where, (laughs) and people don't, maybe, maybe I'm kind of a nerd about this because I've been in and around the news business for my whole career, but people don't think about that back in the day. It was, it was a daily news cycle. You got the newspaper. And then, yeah. when, and then with this this new technology that we're talking on right now, radio back in the you know first half of the last century, you know that started speeding things up. All of a sudden, you could get news right away. And then there was TV, and so it wasn't even just about getting that information right away. It was about seeing the information and seeing the images. And you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. And then, so how much is actual moving pictures, video of stuff? And 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 things were changing as far as the speed and the expectation people had for the speed of how they got their information. That leads us to the '80s and the '90s, and boom! All of a sudden, the 2000s come around, and this Mark Zuckerberg guy shows up, and a lot of these other people figure out an even faster way for people not only to get information but then to give out their own information and talk about information and all this swirling (laughs) you know facts and factoids and untruths and outright lies and all of this information and just you know pictures of people's dinner all this stuff is just swirling around uh out there in cyberspace and that's the world that we live in now for folks who have just been on the farm this whole time they aren't necessarily as uh connected to that maybe as a city dweller is even though i see a lot of people these days on their smartphones out on the farm uh, as well but that's kind of the evolution that we've been through and how fast things are moving now has changed everything with how we need to communicate with the public yeah we need to respond within hours now it's not days or weeks or months you know when something comes out we need to be ready within an hour so talk about I mean, that. You say respond. What, what would you be responding to? And, and I can think know, of some things, but how do you think of that? I, I think of yeah, like a all, false news story. Yeah, I mean, it all started, you know, a handful of years ago when Coma News came out, the, the hit piece on dairy farmers. You know, we had no vehicle or mechanism to respond. We were silent. We had no group to go to. You know, all the groups that representatives represented us were, you know, they were handcuffed. So we needed a group. And that's why Safe Family Farming or Walk and Pan Farmers was formed was because we needed a voice. And, you know, today, now we can respond within an hour or minutes, whereas before mm-hmm. we had no voice. You know, like I can take example like my dad. He's never sent an email in his life. I mean, that was just, that was not part of his way of life. Whereas today, it's different. I mean, if we don't respond within minutes or hours, I mean, we're behind. Well, the question is, who's going to own the story? Who's going to tell the story? What, yeah. Who's going to be the ultimate source of the information that the public hears? And in a lot so of cases, it's been activists. It's been yeah. it's been advocacy groups for other causes, and not always with, you know, some with good intentions, some with not such good intentions. Um, they have 
adapted to this world quite well, and they've done it quite some time ago. So they're good at it. They're good at responding right away, having that statement out there, having that social media post, giving that reporter a call. They own the story, and it ends up being about their message and what they want the story to be about. And that's where farm, and you mentioned this earlier, farming has been kind of left behind. We've been behind the eight ball. All of a sudden, there's a story about farming and how terrible something is, and, and no actual farmers have been consulted to give the real story story what's going or on the there? or the wrong farmers have been you know yeah. consulted i mean we need to go from we've been defensive the last couple of years we need to switch over to the offensive i mean we need to be putting the stories out instead of you know lately we've been responding to these stories but i think that's the nice thing about safe family farming is, is now we're we're changing that now we are telling stories and they're responding so that i think that's very important that we're on the offensive and not defensive. Not that we need to keep being on defensive, but now we are mm -hmm. telling the stories. And I think that's very important. Well, and if it is a story about farming, and that's what we're talking about, shouldn't it be the farming community that's telling the story? Sadly, for yeah. the most part, over especially the past decade or longer, it's not the farming community that's telling the story about that community. It's somebody outside of that community yeah. who oftentimes misunderstands it. And again, maybe it's an honest mistake. Maybe it's not. They misunderstand it and misrepresent it because they're telling someone else's story. Why aren't we telling our own story uh, and telling that directly to the public? Talk about, though, and we're talking with Jason uh, Vanderkoy of Harmony Dairy down in, in uh, Skagit County. He's one of our, our leadership. Uh, he's in leadership of Safe Family Farming, the group I work for. Uh, now that I am not day-to-day -day, uh, at the radio station, I only check in here on Saturday mornings for the farm. By the way, I haven't thanked our sponsors uh, this half hour. Farmers Equipment Company, one of the, the companies that's stepped up uh, to support our show. They have operations up here in Whatcom County. Of course, they're on 19th Street, as well as down in Skagit County by you, Jason, out there on Highway 20. Um, so a big thank you to to Farmers Equipment Company for their support. McAvoy Oil as well, uh, helping provide your agricultural fueling and lubrication needs. Uh, and uh, Laurel Farm and Western Supply up here in Whatcom County as well, uh, keeping you uh, up to speed on all the things that you need to keep your operation rolling and keep you looking good uh, as well with uh, all their clothing and their boots and the toys for the kids and the stuff for the garden and you name it, they have it at, at Laurel Farm and Western Supply. Talk about Save Family Farming though, Jason, and our approach it it doesn't always rub people the right way. Uh, we, we talk about what goes on with that, and you know, some some people within the farming community are are uncomfortable with this. Well, it's you know, it's definitely a change of pace. I mean, some people are they just want to farm. I mean, they just hey, we're going to do our thing on the farm, and um, that's it. And you know, social media is a whole different. You know, it's a whole. They're not used to it, and they're not used to you know the activists or the trolls that are coming on the social media and, and try to stir things up. But I think if we're really focused on telling our story, why we do things, how we do things, the vast majority, if not almost all the majority of people will appreciate that. They appreciate hearing how we produce their food and you know the care we put into it and the pride we put into it. So I think it's very important for us to you know, keep telling yeah. that story. 
Well, again, devil's advocate, uh, I've got to ask you, okay, well, someone could easily say, well, okay, so there's a bunch of yahoos out there on social media. Um, so what? What, di- what difference does that make to me on my farm here? I'm just going to keep farming and ignore those people. I'm not on Facebook anyway. What difference does it What is there to lose? Um, because I think some people think, well, there's not really much to, to lose here, but we're saying with our group and our advocacy, we, we see that there's a lot to, to lose. How do you tell people how important this is? How, do you, how would you tell another farmer, no, you actually do need to pay attention to all these noisy voices on the internet, for instance? Well, you, yeah, you do, because you know the, these noisy voices, I mean, they're, they're just a small minority, but they are noisy. I mean, they really get their opinion or their voice out there. And the public is is watching. They're watching what they say. They watch what we say. And I think it's very important for us to, you know, keep her cool, tell her story, tell her message, and, you know, don't let the other side, you know, take control of our emotions. But to, yeah. What does that farmer out in the field have to lose, though? Well, I mean, if it's, we got a lot to lose. I mean, a dairy farm, you know, if somebody says something negative about us or a berry farm, somebody said, I mean, there's a lot to lose if that gets out of control. But I think it's very important for farmers to be on social media, tell your yeah. story, but to keep your emotions checked, just, you know, tell the story. Yeah. You know, don't let these people get to you, but to, hey, you know, this is why we do this. Yeah, if you, know, you, if you, get, why, if you get all ticked off, and, and I just know no. this in general from, from social media managing and, you know, working at the radio station back when I used to do that, if you if you get all ticked off and you respond in anger, then, then the people trying to stir the pot, if you will, they win. They win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, it's definitely. But, the, but, but if you, if tell you can story, win if you tell the truth and you tell something that's yeah. true about you and your life and you set the record straight, then you win. Oh, yeah. No, if you keep your cool... And and the most of the people will recognize that, and they appreciate yeah. you telling you. They appreciate you telling the truth. I mean, yeah, most they, they, they may it. not comment, they may not say anything, but no. there are a lot of people watching who are saying, oh, "Oh yeah, wow, look at that guy. He kept his calm and he told the truth and he was honest yep. and spoke from the heart." Versus somebody who's just trying to push his buttons. Um, yep. And and Jason Vanderkoy with us, uh, Harmony Dairy down in Skagit County. So we're talking about safe family farming and why we do what we do and how we approach farming advocacy and public outreach, communicating and telling the story of family farming directly to the public here in Washington State. We have just a minute or two left here with you, Jason. Um, but again, back to the the skeptics, even within our own community, it, it can be a challenge. Some people say, well, why do you have to move so fast? Why do you have to tell these stories? And okay, yeah, maybe people know how to use their smartphone or do emails or they're on social media, but why, why do, I mean, we hear things like, well, don't, we should have a committee take a look at what we're going to say and make sure it's right and everyone agrees on it before we post something on social media. And, and for those of us who are plugged into that world, know that it, it moves so quickly that by that point the the message will be lost and it will be irrelevant but how do you tell that to to folks within the farming community that's a challenge right now because there certainly are some people who aren't aren't comfortable with even the the speed that that we move i mean if you just go on social media and go to a a news website you'll see there's 30 40 50 stories posted a day i mean mm-hmm. things move so quick and if you don't get I me mean, to me you got 24 hours and if you don't get if you don't get that story told in that 24 hours i mean you're done you might as well move on to the next story that's coming up because people will not go back 24 hours to see what's happened 
Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, things move real quick nowadays. Whereas before, yeah, you had a week or two weeks. I mean, uh, but thanks to technology, I mean, now everything is instantaneous. I mean, I, I get alerts on my phone on certain things. So I, I see things real time. And that's, and within hours, that's old news. Yeah. Well, and that's a powerful tool. I mean, because most farmers are out there, but they have a smartphone, you know, whether it's to, you know, hear phone calls from people or texts from people, whether it's your field man or your, or, you know, somebody back at home and the kids and keep connected, but you can also set up a lot of stuff to be able to, to stay connected with other things that are going on and make sure to be in tune with that and being able to respond uh, quickly when a quick response is needed um, to get the truth out before a lie goes too far like winston churchill said you know i he, i think his line was something to the effect of a, a lie goes around the world before he has the chance to get his pants on in the morning that was before facebook that was before the internet yeah. you know it, that was even really before tv uh that was uh you know that was in the the day of days of newsreels radio and newspaper so think about how quickly things happen now um when you're trying to make sure the truth is told uh, well, the, the, the timeline on that is, is, is a tight one and it's getting tighter all the time. Jason, thanks for your time. Thanks for yeah. your support and your leadership no, of, of this group. And, and, and we, we like having you here on the program to chat about it and let people know why we do what we do. No, I appreciate it. Thanks Dylan for all you do.